Hello everybody, welcome back for another video. Hope you're all doing well and that you're all having a great day to start things off. Cryptocurrency bull and co-founder of Fundstrat Global Advisors, his name is Thomas Lee, said that the fair value of Bitcoin is significantly higher than its current price. This was said on Bloomberg on the 13th of December. In a note delivered on Thursday, the veteran market analyst reportedly said that the Bitcoin's fair value is somewhere between $13,800 and $14,800. Considering, he said, the number of active wallet addresses, usage per account, and factors influencing supply, Lee attributed the divergence to last year's meteoric rise, a macroeconomic meltdown, and treasury sales during ICOs, he said, and I do quote, in fact, working backwards to solve for the current price of Bitcoin, this implies crypto wallets should fall to 17 million from the 50 million wallets that we currently have. Among key drivers that would drive the value of Bitcoin upward, Lee named mass adoption of Bitcoin and its acceptance as an asset class. He also noted that the fair value of the leading cryptocurrency would reach $150,000 per coin, once Bitcoin wallets account for 7% of Visa's 4.5 billion account holders, uh, I think it comes out to around 330 million or something like that, which means if at the moment we have 50 million uh, Bitcoin wallets currently circulating, we need to do around a six and a half X, somewhere around there, uh, to be able to then, according to him, have a Bitcoin price of $150,000 per coin. Lee has repeatedly expressed his optimistic stance towards Bitcoin recovery. Speaking at Block Show Asia 2018, he noted that crypto has only 50 million active wallets so far against the 254 million PayPal accounts in quarter three of 2018 and 4.6 billion Visa and MasterCard accounts, comparing Bitcoin to other payment systems in terms of social network value. Lee supposed that in 10 years, it could be worth $10 million per coin. So if you've ever watched my other videos, and you've seen me like try try to shy away sometimes because I know sometimes that a lot of people it kind of hits their ear the wrong way. If I ever mention a a Bitcoin price of I think anything over half a million dollars, even sometimes when I mention like a quarter of a million dollars, I can like feel people cringing on the other side. Um, this is where I get these numbers from. It's not to say that these are going to be accurate because these are people who are. Um, analysts or advisors or economic anything like that it's just that typically when they get these numbers or what they're thinking of for these numbers it comes down to the actual network usage and if logically we have enough people if we have 50 million currently and we have somewhere around 330 million uh even like a fraction of a billion people on the planet who are going to be using or potentially even just have bitcoin or who are maybe trading it back and forth between ETFs, ETNs, ETPs, any type of thing that people are trading it back and forth through. Uh, this then gives us a valuation of a number uh, in comparison to uh, sometimes like the valuation of the Visa and MasterCard network also to PayPal. This is kind of where people get their numbers from. So when you hear people talking about within the next three to five years, we could have like a, a Bitcoin price of one million. Um, it's these factors that kind of tie into it. Like I, I, I said some number before a couple of weeks ago and somebody in the comment section was like, can you stop pulling numbers out of your backside to try and make people happy about the bear market? It's like, no, like these are the numbers that people are actually quoting. And the only way to kind of make sense of it or put it into perspective, I guess the easiest way is that 10 years ago, 
uh, the value of a Bitcoin was less than one cent. And as the number of users on the network have completely grown and people are using it more and more on a daily basis, this is where we get numbers like we have where we hit 20,000 and stuff like that. It's ob obviously a large part of it is based off of speculation that either Bitcoin is going to be used as a um, just as a store value or at some point the rest of the world is going to um, take a liking to the Lightning Network and therefore start using it as an everyday payment method, which then also changes the value of the network because it's one thing to be valued highly as a store of value, but when you're actually being used by potentially um, 300 million people across the planet, this is where you get these astronomically crazy numbers from. So this is this is something that's been quoted around for quite some time, like 150,000. doesn't really even shock me anymore because even some of the... Um, I want to call them like bullish bears, but people who aren't less like, as like optimistic as Tom Lee, uh, they've definitely said 150,000 to maybe a quarter of a million per coin over the course of like a 10 to 15 year period. Um, a lot of people think it's going to happen much sooner. Uh, but yeah, despite the recent market crash, Lee reiterated his year end price prediction for Bitcoin at 15,000 in late November. The analyst pointed out two major types of crypto players. He said those who are using it and have wallets and crypto and those who belong to a speculative side of the market. Uh, and then they'd go on to talk about the Yeah, this is what we were talking about yesterday about the actual verified users on the network. Logically, um, and I haven't really seen this around before. A lot of people, what we have right now for people who are analyzing the market comes down to um, not the fair value of Bitcoin, but how low it's going to fall. I think a lot of people are just focusing right now on um, how low the price is, how much lower the price is going to go. Why is the price going so low? Is there some way to stop the price from falling so low? Um, when is it going to pop back up? But I think this is maybe one of the very few times that I've seen someone talk about the actual fair value of where it should be right now. And logically speaking, if we go against that chart that we saw maybe about five days ago where someone had uh, written down like every single country and they showed like all the numbers for how much it cost to... Uh, mine Bitcoin specifically in those countries. Uh, we end up getting it was anywhere between sixty eight hundred to maybe like eight thousand five hundred uh, per coin. And typically, what we've seen before in the past is that the actual valuation of Bitcoin tends to be a bit higher than the price of actually mining it. And this is kind of how the Bitcoin economy ends up going, which is also going to be something to pay attention to as well. If or when we do eventually have a crypto or Bitcoin price going uh, back above where it was before and people start turning on their mining machines once again at some point the mining difficulty is going to go higher that's just part of the the network and how it actually works um, and when the bitcoin reward gets cut in half in 2020 i believe that it is uh that's going to also then raise the uh cost of actually mining one bitcoin um, which then leads us to another situation of how then much should be bitcoin actually but i mean by by 2020 we should have rather let, let's say the end of 2020 we should have a very clear um idea of if bitcoin bitcoin if bitcoin is going to be used simply as a like an actual store value like this is our new digital gold like this is what bitcoin is now striving to be or to become or to stay or if lightning network especially since we've seen like a huge uptick in the in the in the network right very, very recently um i mean 18 months is a pretty long time so if over the course of an 18 month period we see that the number of um active nodes and active users on the lightning network completely explodes exponentially it'll be pretty clear that bitcoin is probably headed towards being like an actively used uh currency more than anything else um i may i, I don't know i can't give you like an exact number of what i think 
bitcoins a fair value should be but i think it's definitely like i i wake up every day and i'm, I'm constantly shocked at how low that it is uh i would say realistically anything over uh, 6,000 at this point seems a lot more believable than where we are right now. I think that we have people who are actively, just me, my own opinion, who are actively trying to push the prices down just to see like literally how low they can get it. But besides that, I think um, no one can really officially ever say, but there is something that definitely plays into this where people call it like a, it's not the network effect. It's, it's maybe that's it. It has something to do with how many people are, are, pretty much on the network how many people are using it how many people are actively in the game um and we've seen massive increases in the amount of people who are actually into the cryptocurrency space but yeah let's move on from mr thomas lee next up crypto exchange known as binance has added circles usd pegged stablecoin or usd coin as a quote asset for several new trading pairs in its combined stablecoin market for those who don't know a couple of about a week and a half ago, uh, Binance announced that they weren't going to have like separate uh, stable coins anymore. They're going to have like a stable coin market where they're kind of all together. Um, not exactly sure how they plan on batching them all together. Like they won't just be one entity, but they're going to kind of be in the exact same area as like a stable coin market type thing. This was announced by them in a post on the 14th of December. USD coin or USDC first announced by Goldman Sachs backed circle this May. And released in September is one of a host of new stablecoins noted notionally, nationally. It's going it's pegged one to one to a major fiat currency. This November, Binance, currently the world's largest crypto exchange by daily trade volume, had rebranded its Tether market as a combined USD uh, stablecoin market uh, to allow for the support of more trading pairs with different stablecoins offered as a base pair. Today's largest development will add six new trading pairs with USDC as a quote asset. Native exchange token Binance coin is first, then they have Bitcoin, and then they have Ethereum, and then they have XRP, EOS, and Stellar are all going to be the coins that are going to be pegged to Circle's USD. In addition, Binance is also adding a USDC trading pair with fellow stablecoin known as Tether. So that's very good. Um, I told you I, I would I will briefly brush over every now and again uh, news that we have from anyone who's any major source who's adding another stablecoin. Uh, we've come a very long way uh, as far as where we were in the cryptocurrency market before. If you and I wish I could actually compile all the information into one video, it would be at least like 320 tabs up here. It, it comes down to the amount of new um trading pairs that we have between all these coins and the, and the new base pairings and all the new things um i'm very excited to see exactly how much smoother the crypto market moves because if you remember last year it was it was relatively okay to get into the market um but you had to really know what you were doing in order to be able to swap into certain coins but now we have multiple like this is a huge amount of the i mean it's only six pairs but it's still a, a number of coins from the top 10 that are going to be paired to multiple other um, stable coins so we can be able to swap back and forth at will and hopefully uh the liquidity in the market increases significantly from i mean logically it should especially from where we were last year like the liquidity was pretty okay in the market as you know the prices were completely going insane uh but now we have at least a 40x of that between all these pairs that we have on multiple different exchanges but yeah Coinbase is in the news on the fifth day of the 12 days of Coinbase event. The team at the exchange has announced that it has customers um, in the United States can now withdraw cash balances to PayPal at zero cost. The new feature is available, available, available immediately 
and is aimed at providing users with fast access to their funds through the time-tested PayPal platform. As earlier mentioned, there will be no fees incurred for withdrawing to PayPal. The new method is an alternative to the only available method of withdrawing to a bank account. This usually takes days as banks are incredibly slow. The team at the exchange explained this as follows, and I do quote, they said PayPal offers U.S. customers an alternative. Before today, you needed an ACH or federal wire account to withdraw funds. These traditional finance networks can add up to two business days to a withdrawal. We're always looking for ways to not only meet the bar set by traditional finance, but raise it. That's where why we rebuilt our integration to ensure that the speed and reliability of PayPal withdrawals does just that. I assume that's the end of the quote. Yeah. Uh, users of the exchange simply have to log into the platform, link their PayPal account to their Coinbase account. After that, the users need to select their PayPal account as a payment option when withdrawing their funds. Seems relatively simple. A lot of people, uh, for those who don't know, Coinbase is having like a 12 days of Coinbase event. It's kind of cheesy is, is kind of the word that I want to use. Uh, logically, I mean, these are these are announcements that they could have just put onto their Twitter as like a normal thing, like not actually having to have an entire event. Like um, for those who weren't here, I think day two or something like that, I think they announced that they were going to be uh, donating, I think it was like $10,000 or something like that worth of Zcash to people in Venezuela. Um, and then people in the crypto community got upset at them because uh, it felt like a publicity stunt, which it was totally, um, to say, Hey, we're giving uh, crypto to people who desperately need it, who need money, who are, um, in a horrible economic situation. For those who don't know the mindset, um, it pretty much comes down to, if you're going to do something nice, uh, just do it. Don't, uh, show other people that you're doing it. Don't, uh, record yourself and show everyone on the internet that you are doing something nice. Simply do the nice act, uh, I think Coinbase is, I, I, I wonder sometimes who actually like works in that company, like who their uh, uh, public relations people are, like the people who do like their advertising and stuff like that as well. I wonder who, who thinks of this stuff. Like uh, if you're going to add all the coins, like if you're, don't talk about adding 31 coins, just simply add them randomly one day. It seems more suspect if you are talking about adding 31 coins and then the prices of those coins end up rising before they end up going onto your platform. If you didn't, like if we had heard nothing from Coinbase, over the course of the last four months, and then they simply added 31 coins, that would have a larger effect than uh, everyone waiting for them to potentially add maybe one coin before the end of this year, and then maybe add two other coins per month in 2019. Uh, and it seems that the, the 12 days of Coinbase event as well, people were expecting them to maybe start uh, releasing information for them, adding other coins. Like, I don't feel like announcing uh, that you can um, cash out to PayPal uh, was necessary for the fifth day or any day of an event, just simply announce it. it. It seems like something logically that should have been there before. PayPal has tons of um, know your customer and anti-money laundering uh, things already encrypted into their uh, system. Uh, but I mean, silver lining, yay, for those who are uh, looking for a quicker way to be able to cash out of their funds, especially um, if we do end up having, and I, this is the only part that I actually find this uh, a bit more, uh, exciting if when we do have prices going back up sometime in the future and people want to immediately take their money out of the platform this seems like the way that they'll be able to do it obviously as it says it happens i guess almost instantaneously give or take sometimes paypal can take like maybe like 14 seconds to show that you have the money there anyway uh, that is the uh, fifth day of the uh, 12 days of coinbase event i'm going to i i i want to say hope or assume that at least 
the last three days, maybe some type of announcements for coins. I'm going to assume it's like they're having like a, a candy giveaway or something completely random or something like that. But um, if you use PayPal, I'm pretty sure this maybe uh, excites you because you can take out your money quicker. That might be the easiest way of saying it. Next up, on the 13th of December, Coinfield, a popular Canadian cryptocurrency exchange, announced that they were launching Stellar Lumens on the platform as an XRP-based pair. I almost said fair. Uh, they said the X, goodness, the upcoming XLM XRP pair will be available alongside six other direct fiat pairings, such as the US dollar, the Canadian dollar, the euro, the Great British Pound, the Japanese Yen, and the AED. I feel like I should know what that is off the top of my head, but I just woke up once again. I have a just woke up kind of thing. Anyway, the exchange has also made news recently when it was announced that the company services had gone live in 61 countries. Even then, XRP was the highlight for the first time. Coinfield announced trading pairs with XRP with a 0.05% fixed commission rate. They said on Twitter... Uh, oh, nope, those were other people. Uh, anyway, the point is they have added uh, Stellar Lumens on their platform as an XRP base pair. So it seems that, yeah, that's that's actually kind of interesting. They've only added it with one crypto trading pair. I think this was, if I'm not mistaken, I think Coinfield was the place that launched and they said that XRP was going to be their base pair. Like as in, that's like their Bitcoin. I think that's exactly what it was. So I guess this is maybe the, the significant news that they've added Stellar along with the XRP pair. So you, you can trade or swap back and forth, forth between them. And I guess, um, I know there are a lot of other people. I don't know the laws depending on where everyone lives. But if you are looking for a way to be able to use any of these currencies, US dollar, Canadian dollar, Euro, Great British Pound, Japanese yen, or the AED to be able to get Stellar Lumens, here you go. You have a place now to do so. Um, I know a lot of other countries have either a very difficult time or rather crypto exchanges have been closing in other countries because their countries won't give them either banking licenses they won't uh, allow them to merge with a bank or like have an, like an actual bank account um so if you are looking to buy some lumens this might be your time uh just something to uh, quickly slide over i guess as well uh, over the last couple of days uh bitcoin cash has been uh drap drapping dropping dramatically in value and it appears it could be potentially maybe because of a couple of things uh side note of the uh just sweeping that aside of what they called the hash wars and i'm so upset that they actually named it that i feel like they were trying to make it like some like action-packed movie or something like that um what pretty much came down to is that when bitcoin cash ended up splitting in half and, and then bitcoin cash sv was created um, something was happening that they called the hash wars were pretty much uh, they were trying to fight over both sides and see who could have the higher um, hash rate of mining. And I think if I'm not mistaken, that the original Bitcoin cash ended up winning this. Um, recently, Craig Wright was in the news talking about that he actually didn't lose uh, and that he's actually going to try and go to Visa to convince them to accept Bitcoin cash SV. Go for it, dude. Have fun. On top of this, um, Bitmain, uh, where is the information? Uh, Bitmain, uh, the company also operates two of the largest Bitcoin mining pools. They are BTC.com and Antpool. Uh, apparently, they're also not doing very well. Uh, they closed their operation in Israel very, very, uh, very recently. They have been shutting off miners. Apparently, this is how the news goes. And they also apparently owe uh, their... 
people who gave them money to do stuff. They're not accountants. They're advisors. They're... Anyway, apparently they've made losses because the crypto prices have been going down. Uh, where's the word? Some, some people, they owe people money. They're debtors. And apparently the news goes, uh, you see over here before we even get to that, that they have maybe potentially been selling off their Bitcoin cash because for those who don't know, Bitmain is one of the largest also um, Bitcoin miners. And when the Bitcoin cash hard fork happened, they had enough Bitcoin that they ended up getting a huge amount of Bitcoin cash. And when they had all that Bitcoin cash, the idea is that they could be slowly selling off their Bitcoin cash in order to be able to, there we go, uh, debts, there we go. And apparently totaling around $600 million, which means they have to sell off an enormous amount of Bitcoin cash in order to be able to recoup that money to pay back to the people who they owe, simply because, once again, like we were talking about earlier, the price of Bitcoin is so low right now that people who are trying to mine Bitcoin are uh, mining at a loss because the electricity costs more than it actually uh, costs to be able to mine one Bitcoin. And the cost of Bitcoin is now one third of what it should be in order to be able for them to break even. On top of that, there's also a lawsuit against Bitmain. It says, soon after the hash wars, United Corp, that sounds, anyway, uh, launched a suit against Bitmain and Bitcoin.com and Roger Ver and Kraken Bitcoin Exchange and others claiming that they had hijacked the Bitcoin Cash Network after the November 15th hard fork. People launch lawsuits all the time in the cryptocurrency space against like major corporations and other cryptocurrency projects, I think, as a way to, I don't know what they do it for. Anyway, the point is, uh, there's a lot of factors that could be leading to the reason why Bitcoin Cash, I don't know if you've noticed in the prices and stuff like that, Bitcoin Cash has not been doing very well. Many people could argue uh, that Bitcoin Cash and therefore Bitcoin Cash SV actually have no reason to exist. And this is the reason why the prices are going down. Uh, to be fair, I think a lot of this has to do with themselves. They have not painted a very nice picture of themselves. Um, I think a lot of people are uh, just at this moment maybe trying to get away. Uh, it, 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 it could be thousands of things. It could be people who are trying to get away from the Bitcoin Cash, Bitcoin Cash SV thing entirely. Um, they have not painted a very good image of themselves. I was reading something yesterday and they were talking about that they think uh, that Bitcoin Cash could have actually done very well and could have potentially even been the number two or number three coin right now. Uh, but the way that Roger Ver has handled things and the way that he's been screaming at people and uh, all these other things where he's just very adamant that uh, Bitcoin Cash is actual Bitcoin as opposed to going about it in a more diplomatic way and trying to uh, more or less do what the Ripple people did. Like if you had laid silent and gone to multiple countries and had a discussion with them exactly why your coin was fundamentally better as opposed to like we have documented proof now at this point of him screaming at people, him cursing at other people, telling them to go um, F themselves and all these other things. Same exact thing with this. Uh, they're just two molding apples on the same tree at this point. Uh, and both of them have not necessarily done very well in prices. There was a bit boost up in, in Bitcoin Cash's SV price a couple of weeks back, but even that has a bit faltered. Um, but anyway, these are the uh, speculative answers as to why uh, Bitcoin Cash could potentially not be doing very well right now. And I mean, realistically, if you uh, pay attention to a lot of the news that we have floating around right now, it seems like a lot of the major players are focusing exclusively, at least at the moment, on Bitcoin simply because it has the household name and they may just simply be selling off their uh, Bitcoin cash that they got because they were collecting Bitcoin for quite some time um, and converting it into Bitcoin because they think that that has the highest chances of winning the game right now. It could be anything, uh, but it's probably some of the maybe the things that we were discussing. 
To finish things off at the December 7th, 2018 10X Summit, a group of developers showcased an industry first, an atomic swap between a non-native asset, 10X's pay token, and a native asset, asset, asset known as Bitcoin. By non-native, the team is referring to an asset or coin that is not the base currency for the network. For Ethereum, for example, the native asset is Ether, while any token built on its protocol is considered a non-native asset. CoBlocks, a 10x research and development lab, is responsible for the achievement. Demonstrating their work to a tightly packed audience of summit goers, the team used the Lightning Network and their proprietary software known as Comet to swap 10 pay for 71,000 Satoshis. The team published a blog post on the 12th of December to confirm the news and satisfy what it calls the gossip factory of the so he she so that's not a, a phrase um, and the post the team delves into their process explaining outright that the swap was not as simple as the first ever um, Ethereum and Bitcoin atomic swap they tested nearly six months ago whereas the swap hashed time okay so long story short. Uh, they did a, a a Bitcoin and Ethereum atomic swap a couple of months ago, and that swap was apparently very easy because it went to a single smart contract. But the way that they had to do this one, it had to go into two different smart contracts, and apparently it was a one-way transfer. If I can find that exact phrase somewhere, uh, having used the Lightning Network implementation for the swap, the team continues to explain in the blog post that this swap is a one-way ticket. They could only execute the trade by starting with the ERC20 token and going through Lightning, not the other way around. Um, atomic swaps, for those who um, don't get it or really maybe didn't really pay attention, are uh, the future of cryptocurrencies. It may take a couple of years for us to fully get there. I'm hoping that it takes around like five years. That would be absolutely incredible. Pretty much it comes down to the fact that in the future, we will not actually have a need for cryptocurrency exchanges. I know it sounds a bit weird, uh, but the idea is, is that we will simply be able to have atomic swaps between different multiple cryptocurrencies, potentially every single one of them, against every other coin. Uh, and yeah, if you're walking down the street and you're trying to buy something and it, that store only takes Litecoin, you'll be able to swap into Litecoin from the other 50 coins that you potentially have on your wallet without actually ever having to even touch a cryptocurrency exchange. This once again ties into the question that I always have that always comes back up when we have multiple countries who are trying to uh, just uh, regulate ICOs, STOs, and they're trying to heavily regulate cryptocurrency exchanges. Eventually, we will have no need for cryptocurrency exchanges. It'll just simply be an atomic swap, and that could be something as simple as um, having an atomic swap dApp on your blockchain phone where you swap, I want to swap these five coins into Bitcoin or into Litecoin or into this coin, and you you have it. And there will no longer really be a need for us to swap into different coins on cryptocurrency exchanges because we will have it immediately at that moment. And it's nice to hear that the atomic swap process is slowly moving forward. I, I, I really don't expect something like this to happen overnight. This is why I kind of gave it like a nice time frame of like five years. I, I can only imagine that an, an atomic swap between... Um, even if you were trying to do it amongst the, like the top 100 cryptocurrencies, might be a bit difficult to pull off, uh, especially uh, since it just sounds difficult. Uh, but to finish things off, the cryptocurrency market isn't doing too bad. A couple of days ago, we had a Bitcoin price of around 3400 Uh We are slowly slipping down. By the time I woke up, I think this was 3290 somewhere around there. People are still calling for the $3,000 Bitcoin. Uh, if it's any uh, consolation to anyone, 
what a lot of people are saying is that logically, this is the way that many economists see it, the longer that the market goes down, this typically tends to indicate the longer that we will have a bull run, i.e. Um, if the market has consolidated enough, if the market has um, found its true value, quote unquote, and has gone down long enough, uh, this could be an indication of us actually hitting a bottom, duh, and uh, it is healthier than at that moment for prices to go back up. There are a lot of people now talking about that this breakdown in price that we've seen across the entirety of the market has been actually healthy for the future growth of cryptocurrency prices, whether you want to believe them or not. I, I tend to stand somewhere in the middle uh, simply because I think people say things to make themselves feel more comfortable in uh, on television settings like, I mean, what have you? If you see that right here, the Bitcoin price, Bitcoin cash price has fallen by 11% over the last 24 hours, seven days, so and so and so. Same with the Bitcoin cash SV. It's also down by 29%. It's one of the largest next to Stellar, which is kind of weird. Um, I expected Stellar and Cardano to have a bit more of hype floating around them simply because uh, they are logically, don't quote me on that, probably the next two uh, candidates of what's going to be put on top of Coinbase. Then we also have people saying that the Coinbase effect has died. Besides that, I think nothing else has taken a relatively large... I don't know why IOTA's down. I can't think of any uh, logical reason. I don't know why Waves is up. I've been searching for Waves news, unless there's been something that I just really haven't been paying attention to. Unless the Waves volume has been relatively low and uh, people are pumping the coin because of something that they think could be astronomically good. I haven't found anything that's warranted a 63% increase over the last week in news that could have pushed waves up. Anyway, I think that is definitely going to do it for this video. Hope you all enjoyed. Hope you all are having a great day, morning, afternoon, evening, and weekend, wherever you are, wherever you might be. Hope it's absolutely fantastic. Thank you once again for watching and or listening. And I think that's actually going to do it. All right. I'll talk to you all soon. See you.